everybody for listening to the short thing here today is may 17th you know on april 15th I you need to get your taxes but it's not really tax day today it's tax day so hopefully everybody's got their taxes and me personally i did mine on saturday credit to me for getting it done before the deadline uh waiting as long as possible to the usual but warren and ryan here with you today as we'll talk nba playoffs a little bit um we're gonna give some pga championship picks out the nhl playoffs i don't know if ryan you watched any of that but those got off to a roaring start as they do as they do this was a great action of hockey so far uh we'll talk about the very exciting fcs championship game yesterday uh and that's what we got planned for uh today on the show you can check us out spotify apple Podcasts, and the iHeartRadio podcast app as well how's it going ryan it's going good. Uh, like you said, yeah, I was <clears throat> locked into some playoff hockey. Uh, was able to catch the uh, the FCS championship. We, we played a couple games on Saturday. Obviously got rained out yesterday with the biblical portions of rain we were getting. So I uh, got to hang out, watched, uh, just kind of just literally just hung out and did nothing all day with, with Jamie and uh, and the kids. So that was nice, but uh, it, was a, it was a good weekend. Yeah, the rain yesterday was uh, pretty crazy. Uh did you did you, do you follow the uh, Dallas TV Twitter account? Uh, so I actually know the guy that runs it. Oh, you do? Yeah, and uh, funny story. So they had now have uh, Dallas Texas TV. They have Houston, Houston right? Texas. Yeah, Houston, Austin, San Antonio. I just recently started the one. The guy wanted me to start the El Paso one, so now I run an El Paso Instagram okay. that just got uh, that just got started this week. Nice, but the Dallas TV guy he's pretty funny. Is it one of the guys you play flag football with, or? No, it's not. No, no, okay. no. Um, but it's pretty funny. But I saw one of his tweets or what? He they the account tweeted. I don't know if he came up with it, but uh, it was uh, if you thought Alaska was bad, wait till uh, the Atlantic Ocean starts up. Yeah. Um, I thought that was pretty funny. Yeah, people um, were. Uh, I mean, it, like you said, cars were getting flooded. I mean, this dude opens his door and it, the water just starts pouring out, and then he closes the door like an idiot. I don't know why he did that, but uh, the water's just dumping out of his car because he went in too high. But uh, yeah, it was it was I wild. I guess I guess I didn't think it was that bad. Like I've, it's crazy for me to say I didn't think it was that bad as I've never seen water as high on the golf course mm-hmm. uh, as it was yesterday, and it was just like literally flooded three or four holes it was pretty nuts but i i was just it was like a consistent rain i didn't think it was like anything outlandish um but just rained hard for like four hours or something like that and i guess and then i see all these like people like evacuating cars and i was like boy i was just didn't think it was that bad out there i was wrong big time yeah, I uh, so we were scheduled to play out in Euless yesterday, and they said, hey, by all accounts, unless it just absolutely starts dumping or lightning, we're going to play because we were playing on a full turf field. And so we were scheduled to play at noon. Players show up at 11. And uh, so I got out there about 10.15, 10.20, just to kind of make sure. Uh, drive out to Euless. As I pull into the parking lot of our complex, all the other players and fans from the game before us are pouring out into their car, and they said, yeah, they just canceled everything. So mm. I got to drive all the way out to Euless. Got there, just turned right back around, and luckily I got home before uh, before I got stuck in anything like uh, like a lot of these other. Like my my truck probably would have been fine, but uh, still, nonetheless, got to avoid all of that. Good thing though, you filled up uh, plastic bags with gas though, so you could you could have some uh, 
some gas from that trip. That and you go to the pump to fill up. Exactly that, and then two, you know, some extra weight in the bed of the truck to kind of keep my tires down on the ground, so I don't yep. have to. I don't have to worry about floating away. Yep, 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 yep. Always, always forward thinking. <laughs> yep. Um, always, always forward thinking. All right, let's we'll jump in here to the PJ Championship. Uh, is this week you were at the Byron Nelson on Saturday? Uh, how was that? It was good. Uh, it was definitely a party. Uh, for sure. Uh, a lot of uh, a lot of just a, a lot of drinking, a lot of partying, like it, like in normal. I would say like it normally was, but it just seemed like it, there might might have been a little excessive. And I don't mean that as like, whoa, guys, you need to settle down. It was like like people were getting after it. You know what I mean? Like it was a packed house, um, but uh, it was good. It was fun. I had to leave a little early because because I had baseball uh, starting around four, but uh, got to see a little couple early holes. Obviously, sent you that video of uh, Deschamblo, uh just scorching stuff down the. Uh, down the 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 range but uh yeah it was it was neat yeah uh the byron nelson is a big party and it's been it was kind of taken away a little bit of trinity forest just because if you've been to trinity forest it's not like it was hard to get to they really made it hard there's 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 not a lot of places around there to to park or just like because at las colinas you could park in the banks or whatever across and and walk over easily, or you, you could park at uh, the old Texas Stadium and get shuttled over at Trinity Forest if you didn't have a, really a parking pass or didn't know that the literally police officer at the back entrance didn't check anybody in, so you just parked there. Um, you pretty much had to take the shuttle in from Fair Park, so it was just a hassle to get to. Or if you wanted to Uber, it was a ha- it was just lots of lots of issues getting there, so everybody was back there. Um, for the Bayer Nelson, but it looked good. Uh, looked like a good atmosphere uh, out there. I, I, I like the 17th hole looked pretty cool. How they had like the stadium thing, but like I don't like every golf tournament really trying to reenact the 16th hole at Scottsdale. Yeah. Like they they tried to do that again at the 17th hole at Las Colinas, and like it's cool and everything, but it's like stop. You're not gonna recreate. And it wasn't even like fully enclosed it was kind of weird they had like grandstands on the side but then like open air at the ends it's just like a weird just like put grandstands up there but don't try and like everyone wants to be the 16th at scottsdale guess what that's one one of a kind you're not going to do that now you could get close to it but it always kind of just looks to me just like tacky when you try and re uh recreate it even though it was a very cool atmosphere or it looked very cool atmosphere yeah, they had something similar on I want to say the ninth or the tenth. Uh, it wasn't quite as big, but they were trying to, uh, you know, have a little bit. Like, like I said, I think, like I said, it definitely always is kind of a party, and uh, everyone kind of, uh, you know, shows out and goes out for it. But I think they were definitely trying to uh, add to that a little bit more and and, and create the uh, the opportunities to to really get after it. How was uh, how was your boy Bryson on the range? I mean, look when like with everything that I say about him when he hits the ball, it just sounds totally different. Like it yeah. just sounds like an absolute ballistics missile firing off. Like it's, it is pretty impressive to see and hear. But, uh, so yeah, I got to give that to him. Like he, he gets those, he gets those love handles and those man titties behind the ball for sure. And, and really strokes it. He's skinnier though than last year. Yeah. He, so my, me and my buddy were talking. I think the his problem is he doesn't have any traps. Like he needs, he needs a little bit of traps to kind of, square him out a little bit i think that's why he looks so dumpy is because it just goes like from neck to shoulder there's no traps in there yeah no but he's like if you go back and look at videos last or pictures of last year 
he's probably lost 20 pounds. Yeah, uh, no, for sure. No, he definitely has. Yeah, like he like it wasn't like I was expecting to see him and be like, wow, like yeah, he is kind of big. Like he's I don't know, he's a not not an average dude, but it's like okay, yeah, he's a dude that obviously lifts weights. Yes, yeah, he's and he's, he's in 17 a, peanut butter and jellies. Yeah, he's in a little bit of a he's in a little bit of a crossroads right now, I think. Yeah. Um, because he got so good playing at that doing that weight or whatever, and then he realized that it was probably not the healthiest thing for him to do. So now he's trying to figure out. Um, but he won this year, didn't he? I think he's won. Um, yeah, he has. Yeah, he back so, in like uh, March. Yeah, so he's he's like at a crossroads, but not at a crossroads. It's it's the thing of you expect him to contend or be in like the top ten almost every week, top fifteen every week, and then now he's like sometimes fighting to make the cut and then just hanging around at the back end of the field. Like that's what the floor for him is so high that that's what the floor is right now. And that, uh, um, and you're expecting him to, to perform better, but all right, that was the Nelson KH Lee one. Um, good for him. His first career win on the tour credit to them for getting the tournament in yesterday. That was pretty, uh, impressive. They definitely did not want a Monday finish for today with the PJ championship and Craig ranch. 25 under one. I don't think anybody was really surprised that it was so low. Craig Ranch is a pretty easy course. It's wide open. The wind didn't blow at all. And they had preferred lies, which is lift clean in place on Thursday and yesterday. And we saw the scores on Thursday when they did lift clean in place with no wind under sunny skies. Like it was so easy. And that's another thing. It just, from like the national golf perspective, like the Byron Nelson really doesn't do anything for a lot of people now. Like obviously here it's the big tournament. Every people want to go out and see it and everything like that, but it just doesn't. Something needs to make it like stand out where people want to watch. Like that's what they try to do going to Trinity Forest. Like, hey, we're gonna have a different type of course than we see on tour every week. So hey, maybe people will watch. Now it's just at a standard TPC course. It's pretty easy. It's a birdie fest. It just kind of it's gonna get like lost in the shuffle. Other than maybe like, hey, it's the week before the PGA. Some big names are gonna play. It just kind of just gets. It needs. It's it's. I think it's at like an identity crisis from a national perspective. Yeah, I think it it obviously has the name recognition, but outside of that, um, you know, I don't know how much zing it really brings. Yeah, no, I don't. It doesn't really, it doesn't really have a lot, especially when it's just every guy's making as many birdies as they possibly can, mm-hmm. um, which is fun to watch at times. But then sometimes you're just like, all right, can we maybe get a couple tuffles here? Um, but uh, yeah, that's that. It's the first year of a five-year deal. I think that Craig Ranch will be up there. Uh, again, the PJ Championship this week is going to be at Keel Island in South Carolina. Last time I was there was in 2012, Rory won. That was the uh, last major Rory's one, I think, um, in uh, 2012. That was in uh, Kiowa. So he's the defending whatever champ at, uh, at Keel Island, the defending of the PGA Championships, Count Morikawa. He won last year at – or at uh, – um, what was the place in uh, Harding Park in uh, San Francisco? A lot of guys. Like I think this one's pretty wide open. The wind is supposed to blow, which is what you want out there, because that's the main defense of the course. But watch, been watching some videos on it again, and I always thought Kiowa Island for me. I was just like, okay, whatever. It's just a standard, whatever. It didn't really do anything. But watching the videos and seeing um, pictures, um, Harry Higgs' caddy, Alex. Seeing his Instagram stories of like, hey, don't miss here on 14. It's like so steep, 
so steep, and then just tee shots on 18 and 17. 17 is just 230-yard par three over water with it pretty much all right. The 18 tee shot from the pro tees, wherever they're playing, you can barely even see, like, the fairway. So I'm, I'm pretty excited about uh, Kiowa uh, this week. Um, it should be a good uh, a good test right now, and it's it's to me it's pretty wide open. There's a lot of guys. Um, really, there's a ton of guys that have a chance to win. I think. Yeah, I was shocked to see that Rory was uh, was the favorite. I know we talked about this a couple weeks after he uh, a couple weeks ago after he won. That uh, you know books gotta have to do that to to protect themselves and make sure that they're. Not uh, giving too good of odds out there, just in case he pulls a rabbit out of his hat and is able to uh, to uh, string a, string together another four rounds, which I don't think anybody really sees that coming down the pipeline. But uh, yeah, no, a good field. Um, a lot of guys, like you said, are right at the top that uh, you could that you should expect to win, or you, you know you you would ex- uh, expect to perform well. And so I think this should be a, a pretty good, exciting tournament. I, I know I don't I don't expect a runaway winner, but uh, you know what do I know? But it looks like, like I said, it's going to be tough, good golf for for the next four days. Yeah, hopefully not a runaway winner. When Rory did win, he won by eight shots, which I think is the largest in a major, tied for the largest in a major. There's a lot of if you're interested in QI and a lot of good videos out there on YouTube. The Fried Egg. We had Andy Johnson on the show about three years ago, probably. Uh, he did. They did a nice on their YouTube page, a nice flyover and like breakdown of Kiowa. It's like 10 minutes long. It's it's a great video if you want to get prepped for that. No laying up. They did a, one of their tourist sauce at Kiowa, and that's a good video to get you ready as well. The I thought the fried egg one was uh, really good. So there's a lot of good stuff out there to get you ready for this. All right, let's get some picks out there for the PGA Championship. Ryan, if you want, DraftKings has top five and top ten odds, even top 20. Um, on their website for their sports book, if you want that. Okay, perfect. Um, yeah, because I was gonna say I I did not. Uh, you just saw the winner odds. Yeah, on on Bovada, but I actually yes. have the, the DraftKings sportsbook app. So let's see if they're. They're, uh, yeah, they're uh, the Bovada takes I think till Monday afternoon to get uh, top tens, top five tens and twenties, um, out there. All right, so I'll give up a couple winners. I have my two main winners are gonna be uh. Victor Hovland, he's plus, he's a 20 to one to win. He's, well, he's been, he's had uh, like four top five, top tens in a row. He's been playing some really good golf. Was off last week, so fresh. Um, like Hovland, and then Daniel Berger, he played great yesterday, and feels like he's lurking around, um, uh, ready to pounce at a major championship. He's 30 to one. Uh, don't hate Webb Simpson at 45 to one. And then my long shot top of the leader or was in the final group yesterday is a Charles Swartzel. He's 110 to one. Now, uh, do I think he's going to win? He's probably more of a better top 10, top 20 play top 10. He's plus he's a seven to one, but 110 to one for Schwartzel. He's, he's played pretty well lately at a at 110 to one. I think he's a pretty good long shot. Just checking out the other guys. I don't really see another another guy out there that maybe really is contending. A lot of people like Harold Varner the third when he plays in uh, Carolina. That's where he's from. He's 250 to one. I I don't think he hits a long enough. But uh, yeah, those are two two long shots for you. So you said two names that I uh, had my eye on. The first one, Victor Hovland, and the reason I had my eye on him is because that's not a name I recognize. And so the fact that he was up there in the top, I don't know, 10 of odds, I was like, all right, maybe this is a guy that you, uh, you know, you want to 
put your finger on it and say, hey, you know, let me throw down a little bit of money and see, like you said, 20 to 1 odds is a, is a great odd. So you might as well let it ride and see. But I'll stay off of him since you since you picked him so we can have a little variety. That is the spice of life. Um, I'm rolling with Tony, the Phenom Phenom. He's at uh, 40 to 1 odds. Those are good uh, odds for Phenom, too. Exactly, yeah. When I saw that, I was like, I'm all over that. I'm definitely all over that. Um, I don't, you know, I always kind of roll with the same guys. Uh, I like Justin Thomas. I'm going with the two Justins. Justin Thomas, and then for a long shot, I'm going with Justin Rose. Uh, I think he was like at 100 to 1 odds. Yeah, he's at 100 to 1 odds, Justin Rose, for, for a, a winner. So I, I'm going to ride with those three, um, the two Justins and the Phenom, Tony Phenom. I love Finau. He's top ten at plus three hundred, and you, he's always up there in uh in uh in the major championships up there. Um, and then a top twenty. I don't hate Thomas Peters top twenty. He's he hits a very long, and you're gonna need length here. He's plus four fifty for um for a top twenty. But yeah, no, I think it's you got to hit a long out here. So anybody that uh, is a long ball hitter is gonna do uh is going to do uh, well out there. But, uh, yeah, no, it should be, uh, should be a good week ahead. We will see. Uh, Sam Sam Burns also, 60-1. to 1. I don't – 50-1, to 60-1 to 1 in that range. I don't get that. He won his last tournament, got second yesterday, probably should have won the tournament, and he's at 60-1. to 1. Like, that's – he's the last two tournaments he's played and one guy's beaten him. Like, 60-1 to 1 odds seem pretty, pretty, pretty big for him. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, for a couple top twenties, uh, I got. I'm rolling with uh, the hot young cat Zalatoris plus 150. If I can get plus money for him to finish top twenty, I feel pretty good about that. Um, I'm riding with my guy Siwoo plus 400. Got to roll with him, and then I'm also gonna ride with Cooch uh, at, at uh, plus 450 for a top twenty finish. Um, yeah. One, okay. One other bet. It's gonna be top lefty, and I'm gonna take Bob McIntyre. Okay. Uh, don't know the odds. His odds for top uh, 20 are plus 400. The only lefty ahead of him I'm seeing is Bubba, and I think Bubba would probably be the odds-on favorite. I saw top lefty for McIntyre at like plus 225, I think. Mm-hmm. So I think that's a good – because the other guy, Brian Harmon, short guy, um, and there are a couple other lefties I saw out there, but top lefty, Bob McIntyre. Um, yeah, that's a good uh, – that's a good bet. And I had a train of thought before. Uh, who did you mention before, Bob McIntyre? You, oh, Kucher. So yeah. I had Kucher uh, this past week for top 20. You know how he was like fourth going into uh, Sunday? Yeah. Guy shoots two over or needs to, needs to play his last like five holes, one under par to get in the top 20. You made an eight-footer on 18 to make to finish 17th, but like Kuch. Don't really need to sweat it out here. You were fourth place going into the into uh, into uh, Sunday. Don't need don't need you to get just caught up by the field there. So that was a unnecessary sweat yesterday. Yeah, um, that's tough. That's how I know he I know he was playing well. I didn't see how he finished up, but uh, I knew he was playing well from Saturday. I didn't realize that uh, he was coming down to the wire there. It was, and then I was all I was getting all mad because they weren't they were just showing the final group. And I was gonna, I was having to follow the shot tracker on the app to see what he was doing on 18. And there's only two groups on the course. I was gonna be like, can we not get a guy? Can we not show Cooch finishing up here? Um, but I also did did the math where if he would have bogeyed, I think he would have he would have been the guy that dropped down to make it a top 20. So he didn't need. I 
and after the moment, I realized, like, okay, we were still good. So after I'm complaining about them not showing his par putt that he made from eight feet to get 17, mm-hmm. they showed on CBS like two minutes later, on the screen, <laughs> two minutes later. And I was like, okay, that still doesn't take my complaint away that they needed to show it live when nobody else's, no other shots are going on or whatever. Mm-hmm. But they did show it, so okay, fine. Fine. I'll give you a little bit of credit there. Um, but, uh, yeah, that's that. All right, those are PGA Championship picks. And one other golf thing, uh, big, big couple weeks for, for uh, friends of the show. On the Corn Ferry Tour, Colton Heisey we had on last year. Also, professional caddies for Grayson Sig, uh, professional cornhole player as well. He uh, won yesterday. His Grayson won on the uh, Corn Ferry Tour yesterday. And now he's officially locked up his tour card for next year. So that was a big win there. That's huge. That's awesome. Yep, so so that is uh the yeah, good stuff uh in the golf world. So let's shift over to the FCS championship game now. Okay. Also got taken uh weather played a big role. The last the last two championship games uh for the FCS one, it was a snow game in January, and then this time was the rain. We were wondering about the rain, how it was gonna affect it. There was about I would say an hour delay. Uh, in the game, I I will say I missed until the delay. I was I didn't forget. I forgot what time it started, so I missed the first quarter and a half. So after the delay, I watched the whole game after the delay. Um, so I did not see Gronowski on uh, South Dakota State get hurt. Um, but what a great game, Sam Houston state comes back uh touchdown with about 20 seconds left in the game to take the lead and the, that was the win after it looked like they were going to they had pretty good control over uh South Dakota State then Isaiah Davis the running back rattled off two amazing touchdown runs the second one was incredible down the sideline to give them the lead um just a great a great football game there yeah it really was i mean from 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 start to finish it was a uh... It was a good game. I said, you know, I said last week that Sam Houston, uh, Sam Houston State, kind of had that team of destiny feel because they had, uh, you know, ran a couple upset or had one upset, um, came back in one, you know, uh, the in the semifinals from a huge deficit, and then they do the same thing here against uh, against South Dakota State. You know, a big time throw, uh, fitting in a tight tight window, and one of the best throws you're going to see at any level of football. Uh, with you know right around 20 seconds left to win it and uh, and take the victory it was it was a great game and uh, you know real real exciting and I was glad that uh, you know that to, to obviously to be watching it but we we've been locked in from the from the jump with, with the FCS I don't know too many other shows that have I'm sure there there I'm sure there are but uh, yeah it was it was good to see I, I don't know if you saw the guy that was like bawling his eyes out <laughs> in, <laughs> in the stands like you know some some things but. Uh, I don't know. I don't know if that guy had a couple, a uh, couple soda pops in there, and so that that uh, added to it. But he, I mean, he was absolutely losing his mind. I thought that guy was a little over the top. Maybe, maybe. Um, like I get it. It's always a big thing, I guess, when you want you want your school to win, and you're excited. He, he's got to be number one Lumberjacks fan, um, out there, right? I think he has to change his name to Sam Houston. He probably should. He has to at least change some part of his name. He's got to add Sam or Houston in his name. Yeah, absolutely. Um, but yeah, no, he was in. He he was definitely. He had too many soda pops. Uh, <laughs> but he was getting that emotional over that. Um, but yeah, no, it was. It was. Uh, 
boy, I didn't think that uh, – I guess I didn't think Sam Houston was going to come back to because their quarterback was just getting drilled all second half, like getting pounded into the ground, no late hit calls, no roughing calls really it seemed like. I mean, he was getting that killed out there and they were running the ball a lot and then when they decided to throw it was when they moved it down the field and they and they scored the go-ahead touchdown but that quarterback was getting killed out there yeah no absolutely i mean that's what south dakota state was doing against uh against uh, uh delaware their edge rushers i mean were just i told you you know there was one look and he was either he was getting planted in the ground or he was running away from somebody and they they picked up right where they left off in the semis as far as that pass rush went because he was getting absolutely drilled and that's what i thought we would see from south dakota state but like you said they're able to run the ball really well and so it was kind of able to neutralize that pass rush a little bit um that like i said they're still getting after him though and uh you know they, they were able to uh to pull it out there at the end sam houston state credit to them because and credit to south dakota state I mean, great great run of games here in the playoffs played really really well and it just comes down to one spectacular throw uh that uh sam houston's able to complete and that's the, that's the game well and to them fighting back when they lost their starting quarterback yeah yeah he got hurt in the first quarter it looks like tweaked the groin was it did they say yeah i think so because the way he landed on the wet turf looked like he tweaked something in the legs uh possibly a groin but he came out and then the 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 backup quarterback had a look he looked like did he not look like kellen moore with the helmet on <laughs> yeah <laughs> um i'm glad you saw that because i you had the helmet on. i'm like this guy's kellen moore are you telling me that kellen moore didn't come down from the star and he's not playing in this game like the guy was legit kellen moore uh, with the helmet on, but he was de- he had a definitely little like uh, throwing the ball was not his strength early on, um, and he got a little bit of a rhythm. But they were definitely more of a running team uh, that got them on the board. But it was a credit to them for fighting back because afterwards, or when he got hurt, I was like, oh boy, this is this is tough. They're already down seven nothing, but they fought back and took the lead. But yeah, just a great uh, a great overall game. Yeah, it was. It was real exciting. Um, you know, don't uh, don't shun the uh, the small school guys just because it's not you know Division One. I. I think this was perfect too. You know, if if this is being played in the fall, I don't know if it gets over. It probably gets overlooked. I don't know if it gets talked about. I mean, it probably it's not like it's leading Sports Center right now, but uh, you know, it's still uh, still kind of a big deal. And I, like I said, uh, credit to them for for playing this out and able to get it in and and providing a good product for everybody that was locked in. Yeah, no, they do get in a good spot, though, I feel like, when it's the playoff time, because they do play those games on, like, Friday night mm-hmm. in December when there's really no other college football game on. Um, like, if there might be a random bowl game on or something, but they always kind of find a good spot there on a Friday night. They'll play a couple games, and that gets on TV, and then the championship game's on Saturday, which what they've been doing lately has been playing it before the before the uh, NFL playoff games. Now that's not going to be the case this season. Um, but before the triple header, they were always playing it before. So it was like, a, hey, a little lead in before the NFL playoffs. So they've kind of figured out a spot to put it in. And then now I assume with the extra NFL season, unlike that Saturday before the final regular season in the NFL, it's going to be like a standalone, could be a standalone game. So they do a good job kind of isolating where it is. Mm-hmm. If you want to say one thing, the NCAA does a good job at that. Other than that, they don't really do anything. <laughs> uh, they don't. They don't really do uh, anything well. Other than that, I would agree. Um, but yeah, no, that was good. Uh, good stuff there for the uh, FCS championship game. And then they start up again in the fall. So this was only a one-off. They're not playing in the spring again. 
they're going to be back in the fall and get back on schedule. So they'll be right back up and at it in uh, July for uh, July and August for uh, fall practice, short off season for them. Yep. Um, so all right, the NBA playoffs. We are uh, we know half of the matchups, or we know handful of them as uh, the playing game gets underway tomorrow in the East. It is Boston and the Wizards, and then Charlotte and Indiana. Charlotte and Indiana is the elimination game, and then the Wizards and Boston is to see you as the seven seed. Uh, exciting stretch down the final regular season, I think. I don't know. It definitely brought a lot of intrigue, and now we're into the playoffs, um, and we'll see what happens. The West is the Lakers and Warriors. Um, to see who the seven seed is, the Warriors have won six in a row. Lakers have won five in a row. They will get to play whoever wins that game gets to play the Suns. I think we know who Ryan's rooting for in that one. And then the Grizzlies and the Spurs play. Boy, you know we talk about like the whole Eastern Western Conference thing. Yeah, the Western Conference is probably better than the or it is better than the East, but both both conferences having the uh, ten seed at thirty three. And 39 is really not uh, an ideal situation. Uh, yeah, that I would agree with. Um, and and the playing situation is strange as well. The fact that the seven and eight are playing and the nine and ten are playing, I thought was weird. Um, they should, you know, it should be like any other bracket where it's seven versus ten and eight versus nine, and the lowest goes and plays one, the highest plays two. Wouldn't you not agree? I would agree, but they're t- but the whole point of it was that hey, if you're the seven or eight seed, you're gonna have you have the ability to lose a game and still be fine. That was the point of having with when you put the seven seed in, it was gonna be like hey, you if you lose one game, you're not gonna be penalized for it, which to me defeats the purpose of the purpose of the play-in. Yeah, like it should be nine versus ten, and then eight is waiting to play nine. The winner. Yeah, no, I think, I think that would hundred percent be better as well. Yeah. Which I, I think they might do that next year, but, uh, the whole point of seven and eight was you get a little bit of leeway here, um, is what they were going to do. But not really, because I mean, if you're the eight and you lose, it's like, Hey, like I made the playoffs, bud. like, why am I, you know what I mean? Like, why am I one and done now? Because I just lost to the seven. No, but then you get to play the nine. Oh, you do. Yeah. Oh, so seven it, or eight. Okay. The winner goes to the seven, and then the eight plays the winner of nine ten. Ah, I missed that part. Okay, that makes more sense. That makes way yeah. more sense because I was like, you know, if I'm the eight seed, I'm pissed. Like I just got bounced after I was no, in the playoffs. No, 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 no. Ah, okay. See, I missed that whole part. Yeah. No. So seven or eight is to play for the seven seed. Yeah. And whoever loses that then faces the nine ten winner for the eight seed. And then, but then for that game too. The eight seed, like say the eight seed is a loser. If they uh, lose that first game to the nine, they get still get to play another game, correct? Or no, no. That's if you're the, no, 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 no. You okay. two games max. Okay, gotcha. So gotcha. If, if the Warriors lose to the Lakers and lose to the Grizzlies, they're out. They're done. right, correct. Gotcha. So yeah, so the seven. The whole thing was that the seven or eight seed have to win one game. When the nine or ten seed have to win two games mm-hmm. to make the playoffs. Got it. Um, does that make sense now? Yeah. Yep. Got it. Um, but uh, yeah. So, and the whole thing too is like if 
with what, me saying like 33 and 39, I mean, the East, yeah, you're always going to get the team that is uh, under 500 that gets the eighth spot. That happened this year with eight and nine. Like, if it was just seven, eight, nine in the play in, or just eight, nine, and ten, I think it would be much better. It would be you could you could make an you could make an argument for it. But really, the ten seed this year doesn't have an argument. If you're six games under, you don't belong in the playoffs. Yeah. But um, the East plays on Tuesday. The West plays on Wednesday. We were all talking about like, oh, the NBA boy, they got to be ecstatic. They got to be so pumped that the Lakers and Warriors are playing. But the problem, and then they schedule it at 10 o'clock Eastern. Like, I get it. You got to cater to the West Coast. But you you get this great game, and then you're putting it late. Is That's, I mean, well, I don't know what else they're going to do, I guess. Maybe start at a ninth. Who knows? I don't know. Start right. at 30 and, Eastern, maybe? I don't know. And, and uh, when are the, it's a, it's a weekday game, isn't it? Yeah, it's Tuesday, right? Or Wednesday? The Lakers is Wednesday. Wednesday. So, yeah, that's tough. That's yeah. tough, but I mean, I shoot, man. This you're absolutely right. The NBA's got to be ecstatic. I, mean, I would be surprised if this Lakers Warriors game is, you know, outdoes numbers of what the actual finals is gonna do, uh, because you know, obviously you got LeBron and Steph. Steph is tearing it up. You know, they everyone wants to throw him in the MVP conversation. He brings in the scoring title this year. LeBron coming back. Uh, I think, yeah, it's gonna be. I think it's it's gonna do crazy numbers, even though it is late. But uh, like you said, if 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 they could have made it a little bit earlier or I know they can't push it back to Saturday because they're trying to get things rolling. But uh, I think they might, they might miss a few eyes because of that. Yeah. And even like tomorrow, I mean, you got three marquee teams in the playing with the Celt with the Celtics, uh-huh. like Celtics wizards are, I don't know. Is anybody really sure the Celtics are going to make it through this playoff? Not series? At all. The nope. playing series. I would not. Yeah. Like I think people would be expecting them to get, uh, they got a good chance to get trounced here um and like that's a good like you got and then you got a young star in lamello people want to see lamello i know they've limped down the stretch but um i mean you really got you you could you you could if you're the nba you could market one player or then you got teams and everything really that is that can make the league shine because then you got john morant Everybody mm-hmm. loves watching him play. Like you, you really with the with the teams that are in, you got to be pretty excited. Absolutely, absolutely. Um, and then the other matchups are set: the Mavs play the uh, Clippers in a rematch of last year. Boy, the the Clippers did quite the tanking down the stretch to uh, avoid the Lakers until the conference finals. If they seems like they're pretty confident they're going to be able to get there which we both talked about were a little hesitant on the Clippers. Um, and then Portland-Denver should be a good series. And then Phoenix and Utah await their winner. And, Ryan, I think you – do you need to apologize to the Atlanta Hawks? Because ever since they fired Lord Pierce, they've been playing great. Why would I apologize to them? You said you decided, you think – you're just like, I don't think they're very good or whatever, and they end up at the fifth seed, 41-31. and 31. That's a pretty good season. Nah, I don't, no. No. I'm not going to apologize. I stand by are, it. Are you going to stand by your Chris Paul take? I know you've turned that one down a couple times. Oh, uh, you've reversed that one. I've reversed that one big time, yeah. Look, is that the what? Is that the coldest take you've ever delivered? Probably, yeah. Probably, absolutely. Because, see, if if like the Suns were like the 7 or 8 seed, if they're, like, they're in the playing tournament, I could probably spin it a little bit in my favor. But the fact that they were in contention for the 1 seed, 
that makes it the absolute freezing, most freezing cold take I've ever had, which, hey, look, I'll stand by it. It's fine. Like, I'll stand by the fact that it was freezing cold take. You know, you can't uh, you can't uh, be right 100 percent of the time. So if I'm right, 99 percent of the time, I'll take it. Well, and they won 70 percent of their games. this year. <laughs> no, I know. Like, and you know what? Won. And you know what? Looking back at it, like I should have seen this coming down because. Look, Kelly Oubre, fine player. Great. The fact that I died on the hill for Kelly Oubre, too, after the season <laughs> yep. that he put up. Like, that just is like another... For culture. Yeah, for the culture, man, for the culture. Um, that That's just like another stake through my through my uh, uh, heart is that I died on the hill for Kelly Oubre, and then he comes up and just lays an absolute clunker where they're, the, the Warriors are trying to move him like two weeks after they'd gotten him. But like, if I would have just taken a step back and looked at it, not only just Chris Paul's play on the court, but like what he provides in the locker room, that should have that should have sold me 100%. And see, I didn't take that into consideration. Hand up. That's on me. Uh, and uh, so, you know, like I said, I, I a big swing and a miss on that one. I was swinging for the fences, and all I did was swing out of my shoes, and I'm walking back to the dugout. But uh, like I said, it is what it is. You're just left holding a Kelly Oubre Valley jersey. <laughs> that's, all I, that's all I got. Just left holding. Hey, you know what? Not a bad uh, consolation prize. You know, it it is what it is. Yeah, it's not it's not terrible, but uh, you know, if we're hosting that uh, Larry uh, Larry O'Brien at the end of the year, it'll be all be worth it. Yeah, yeah. Well, they got to get through the Lakers or the Warriors. Yeah. yeah. Um, and then all right, we'll talk a little bit more uh, when we know some more of the matchups on uh, on Thursday uh, in the NBA playoffs. The NHL playoffs though got off to a roaring roaring start uh, this weekend. That game last night between. Uh, Tampa and Florida was that might have been one of the most intense playoff games I've seen. There was fighting, which you don't see a lot of. You never see that in the playoffs. No, like the aggressiveness that was out, like the, just the the tension, the aggressiveness, goals five to four, a lot of scoring, lead changes, tied it up. That was what a great hockey game that was. And then the three other games before that go into overtime. So all all great games so far. And then I guess even the regular and I didn't even notice this, but the late night capper of the uh, regular season game between Calgary and Vancouver was six to five. And that was decided in overtime. Just yeah. great stuff by hockey. Yeah, no, absolutely. Yeah, you're 100 percent right. Uh, I mean, I think hockey. Hockey playoffs might be the best playoffs of any sport because it's just the intensity just goes from zero to not even a hundred, like to a, a thousand just instantly. And, uh, they, they just, like you said, kick it up. Everyone's scoring goals. Everything comes down to a lot. I mean, the fact that, like you said, two, two out of three game playoff games yesterday going to overtime, that, uh, regular season game with the flames Canucks goes into overtime. We had an overtime game on Saturday with the capitals and Bruins. Like it's just like unreal. Like you, you can't script it. And it's every year. It's every year. Like everyone's like, Oh man, this is great. But it's every year. Like they just deliver once it comes to playoffs, the NHL just delivers. Yeah, no, it really does. It's, it definitely has the highest disparity of, uh, of play between the regular season and, and postseason. Agreed. That it really does. And it's, it's been great. We got three more games tonight. A couple of game ones out there. Um, but yeah, man, that uh, that Tampa Florida game, especially the third period, just was electric. Was, uh, it was it was great to watch. Okay, let's circle back. You, did you see Dame Dame uh, Lillard's tweet about the uh, 42 wins? Yes. Yes. So he t- did. You see that he tweeted at the guy again last night after they won. Let me see the ticket. 
Yeah, the guy tweeted the tickets. Oh, really? He did. Credit he to did. him. How much do you? He tweeted out how much he wagered too. How much do you think he wagered? He said so. He said it was he was gonna lose his house if he yes if they yes. So he probably bet. Thirty-five dollars. Two hundred and sixty. Oh, buddy, come on. <laughs> I'm look. I'm not one to unit shame, but if you're putting, if you say I'm gotta lose my house, I'm expecting more than two hundred and sixty dollars. I mean, it's got to be at least four digits at the very at the okay. bare minimum. Bare minimum. Minimum. If you're saying my house is done and I'm gonna be homeless, one hundred. There's different standards. If you're just saying, hey, can you can you win my bet for me, blah, 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 I need you to do this, whatever. Mm-hmm. If you're putting my house is on the line here, I need you to get over 40. I need you to win 42 games this season. You're throwing 260 on it. <laughs> the, the, re, the first reply is this dude bet 200 talking about a house. Um, <laughs> one of the other responses is this your house and it's the neat and tidy cottage you got on amazon for 215 dollars <laughs> yeah that's that and he probably like once this started gaining traction he's probably like oh shit here we go like i'm gonna have to tweet this out i'm gonna have to show everybody that i'm not actually gonna you know like i always like to use the phrase i'm betting the mortgage whenever i you know if you're laying a heftier bet yeah is uh, i'm betting the mortgage on it is that always the case? Definitely not. But when you say I'm gonna lose my house, like that's 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 different, you know. Like maybe you're you're putting a lean against your house and you're betting 50 G's on it or something. Uh, but uh, that's a tough look for that for that dude. The comments are you gotta go read these replies. I was looking for it. So is it on Twitter? Yeah, yeah. Go go look at Dame. Go look up his tweet uh-huh. and then click on the guy's profile or whatever, and then it's his next tweet. Um, he had Portland. Boy, they were minus one thirty two, over forty one. Um, he had the Knicks. Oh, he had Portland in a parlay with the Knicks. Um, I don't get how a two team money line parlay is you're laying that much juice. I think the guy. I think the guy deleted it. No, I'm looking at it right now. Send it to me. It is uh, been sent. There we go. Let's see. Oh yeah, here it is. <laughs> That's a tough look. Um, <laughs> I love how he says, "You ready to be neighbors, Henny on deck?" <laughs> <laughs> That's so funny. at so least he's. He, yeah, at least he knows. Yeah, and then he's 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 claiming he's he's a Knicks fan. He lives on the East Coast. He's a big. He's been a big League Pass Blazers uh, supporter. That's why he. Uh, um, boy, this guy. Like, I think like it was so funny that Lillard like did that and everything. Uh-huh. Um, like that's pretty cool that Lillard did that. But then now, fine. I rather just wish this guy wouldn't have uh, put out his ticket. Yeah, absolutely. Like that's just this just takes the. The luster out of it. Yeah, totally. Takes the luster out of it big time. You're just like, oh, really? That's what it? Yeah, just a, just a disappointing scene on all levels, pretty Absolutely. much. Absolutely. Like I said, I need, I need, a, I need at least one comma in there, buddy. If yeah, if you're saying my house, I'm gonna be homeless on the line. There are standards, and that is a standard. Yeah. That you, that you got to, uh, that you have to do that. Uh, do you have anything else here? 
Uh, so yeah, well, while we're speaking about win totals, uh, did you see the thing about the Thunder's win total? Yes, yes. So they started off, what was it, like 30s? They, I forget how many. They just needed to win two games, two more games to get there over for the over the next 26 games, and they went <laughs> two and 24 and hit the under on the win total and absolutely collapsed. So anybody that had that ticket, I sorry about you. Did luck. they win it last night or not? No, I, I, I thought they were. I thought they, uh, they, the under was hit. Oh, okay, because I thought last night going in. No, 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 no. Okay. Because um, they won last night. Right. Um, oh, I thought that was – they went – I thought they were 1-26. I think they were 1-26, and, and they needed to win last night to cover, but maybe I guess I was wrong. Um, but, uh, no, that was crazy. You want to know a team how they just – they – should be admired for their tanking skills. That was impressive, especially with uh, the Dorcher Chamber. The Dorcher Chamber, but the thing was, they told Al Horford pretty much in March, you ain't playing. Shea Gilgis Alexander got hurt. He had a minor injury at like the end of March, and they said, all right, you're not playing the last two months of the season. Like they were a feisty team. Like they were a team that was good. They could have easily won 30 games this year for sure. Mm-hmm. But that was not in the best interest of the franchise. They bet they benched all the good players and were just like, "Hey, rookies, have at it." Um, but yeah, no, the main. What do you think the person with the th- with the the Thunder guy had to have started just betting against them every night, knowing once they were getting blown out by this and seeing that those guys were getting benched, that he wasn't going to get it. Yeah, yeah, that's that was the only viable option. Is yeah, just go go out and just bet against them every single night and hope that you uh. You know, you can recover the losses after that because that's that's an all-time. So they lost, but they so their their win total was 22 and a half. Okay, gotcha. And they uh and they they finished with 22 wins. Yep. And that win was last. Their second win was last night. Yep. Um, that's that's amazing. Um, that is pretty amazing. <laughs> that's gambling. Yep. Tough. Uh, that's why. Win totals, they could be fun, but boy, you're in it for the long haul. Yeah. You just, part of you is just like, that's just that's, that's like me getting jinxed on Kofi Coburn in Illinois when he's when it's a good bet in a, in a, in April and you got two months left to win three games and you win <laughs> and they don't get the winner. Yep. Um, that's totally, uh, totally what that is. I'm there and uh, yeah, no, that was pretty, uh, that was pretty crazy stuff there. Yeah. Um, all right. Do you have anything else before we wrap up here? That's all I got, man. That's uh, that's all I got. All right. Well, we'll be back on Thursday. More NBA stuff. Let us see what else uh, happens in the world because you know there's got to be something that is going on uh, out there that will break uh, throughout there. So, all right. Thanks everybody for listening today. We'll be back on Thursday. <laughs>